everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of the Cinema Obscura podcast, where we talk about and review movies that we consider to be hidden gems or just plain not talked about enough. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Gutierrez, uh, along here with co-host podcast editor James Fife. What's up? Here today, we have managing editor Keyshawn Davis. Hello. And copy editor Casey Rafter. Howdy. So in this show, we split into two groups, James and I in one group, uh, Keyshawn and Casey in the other. Each group came up with a list of five movies where the opposite group had to pick a movie and watch it. Sick. So um, what are the five movies that we got for them? So the movies that we had for them were The Lighthouse with Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, uh, The Florida Project with Brooklyn Prince and Willem Dafoe, uh, Thief starring James Caan and Tuesday Weld, Next starring Nicolas Cage and Julianne Moore, and The Lawnmower Man starring Jeff Fahey and... Pierce Brosnan. Uh, what were the movies you guys got? So we had gave us? Northman, which stars Alexander Skarsgård from True Blood, as well as Nicole Kidman. Ex Machina with Oscar Isaacs and Domhnall Gleeson. Uh, Leprechaun 5, In the Hood with Warwick Davis and Ice-T. And Four Rooms, which has a big cast, but the top are Tim Roth from The Hateful Eight and Pulp Fiction, as well as Antonio Banderas. And then also uh, Eurotrip with Scott Mecklowitz from a great movie called Eurotrip, and Jacob Pitts from <laughs> Justified. Michelle Trachtenberg is in there as well. Of course, that's what he, that's the only film he's known for. Eurotrip. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, that's what it is. All right, um, you go first. Or, or, let's say what movies we pick, and we'll decide who goes first. Okay. All right, so what movies you guys pick? We, we chose next. Next? Yeah. Oh, boy. I agree. This is going to be an interesting podcast. Uh, <laughs> we chose... Leprechaun 5. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) As expected. (laughs) (laughs) All right. No Florida Project talk today. That's fine. But, I mean, God, imagine if we chose Leprechaun, you guys chose Florida Project. Can you imagine the disparity between, like, the difference between those films? Yes. Oh, my God. Both kind of scary. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, in very different ways. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, why don't you guys go first? What did you guys think of next? Okay. So, you know, you said... We couldn't look at any previews or anything like that. Have you heard of this movie before? No. No. And I had the, heard of it. The only thing that we could look at it was like a poster. So the poster doesn't really give anything away. <laughs> no. So, you know, we we're watching the movie and then, you know. Oh, uh, you guys watched it side separately. by side? So. Separately. Oh, separately. No, okay. no, yeah. no. Well, when I watched it, I'm just like, what is going on? On. <laughs> so I'd heard a podcast where they watch that movie and, and make fun of it and everything. So I kind of knew what to expect um, a little bit, but I'd listened to that so long ago, I missed all the details. And uh, there's not really a whole lot of important details in that movie, really. Other than like Nicolas Cage's hair just over the years has gotten worse and worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his acting has stayed miserably terrible. Just so at least there's consistency there. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the uh, latest Nick Cage movie? The... Um Oh, I forget what it's called. It's about himself. Though. No, I have not seen that the one. The one starting with uh, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. yeah. I need to see that, but yeah. I have not it's, seen it. It's pretty good. I can't believe I just said I need to see that. But, but yeah. <laughs> what, what did you think? Would you classify this as a uh, sci-fi film? Or a... Yeah. 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 Yeah, honestly. But, like, if he put on a mask, he could be a superhero easily. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, one of the things I noticed is that there is... There are a lot of chains in this movie somehow, and he yeah. was also oh, ghostwriter. Explain the premise of the movie. Sure, be, right. Go ahead. Can, can, you, can you guys do it? Yeah, sure. The <laughs> premise of the movie is that Nick Cage's character—I forget his name. You guys remember it? Oh, it was like Frank Cadillac or something. Yeah, well, oh. was it Frank Cadillac? That was yeah. his uh, Frank stage Cadillac. name. Right. Brilliant name. But it was like Chris Johnson or something like that was his real name. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, he could see two minutes in the future. Right. Which is the most obscure power. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like that's like being able to turn like. I don't know, water into bubbly water, I guess. But like, there was a catch. There's one 
event in his life that he saw far in advance. Yeah. And that's meeting this woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, th- I think that's like the whole plot twist at right. the end, right? The yeah. plot twist at the end is that he this time he didn't see two minutes in the future. He saw like what, a month. What yeah. was it? I yeah, think it was something a, like quite that. a while, yeah. A long ways in the future. And he woke up and that's the end of the movie. I'm like, well, that's really crap. Yeah. It was a dream all along. <laughs> uh, cliche. I hate that. <laughs> Me too. I thought it was really cool, though. Like, they had the movie wasn't terrible. Like, the special effects were really good. Um, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Especially that part when, like, the woman uh, or, like, his love interest is getting dragged, uh, like, by gunpoint. And he, you know, splits off, like, Oh, oh, it's like bullet time. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah almost like bullet time. He's he's like he's watching himself get killed. Yeah, by making missteps. Yeah, that was, it was an interesting film. I I think he, I remember like in the beginning of the film he like abused the power a little bit. Like he was oh, yeah. a casino or something like that. How he was a magician or a, an illusionist yeah, or whatever. Yeah, which was a plot part part that they just discard of immediately, mm-hmm. and we don't really refer back to that at all afterwards. Oh, <laughs> Um, any uh, any other special notes you have on this film? Uh, there were some parts that I, th- I I don't know if I agree that the CGI was so great, but maybe for the year that it was made, it was. But I mean, when when Pioneer Town makes its way down the cliffside along with him, because he decides to try to escape his pursuers by That's, jumping off a cliff and landing yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that was a little Classic. hard to swallow. Uh, and then when he gets at the bottom of the cliff, of course, Julianne Moore is there to say a great line: "You're gonna let me die." <laughs> I love Julianne Moore, but I think that Nicolas Cage makes everyone act bad when he's in a movie. With, with them. Just for reference, this movie was uh, 2007. Yes. I think it was. Yeah. Out. So in, considering that, I mean, I guess the special effects weren't too terrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, better than the one uh, other one on the list, Lawnmower Man. We won't talk about that film, but um, <laughs> oh, my God. I also like that Nicolas Cage just uh, I know that a lot of that was improvised because he's trying to throw jokes in there. I'm sure that, like, you know, when the camera cut, everybody's supposed to laugh along with his cheesy jokes that he's throwing into the movie, but <laughs> I was just rolling my eyes. That's kind of the thing about Nick Cage, though. You, you know what you're getting into when you watch yeah, a movie. Yeah, exactly. Unless it's National Geographic, an actual good movie, if yeah, you ask me. Yeah. I only know him from National Treasure. National, sorry, did I say Geographic? Yeah. I meant National Treasure. He's great in National Geographic, though. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I'll, don't worry I'll, Nick Cage <laughs> in National Geographic. <laughs> I got you, James. I'll cut that out for you. <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. <laughs> um, what are your... We'll go around and say, but what are your favorite Nick Cage films? Steven? Um, it probably had to be The Wicker Man. I forget when that one came out, but that was the one that's based on the, the British original British film. I remember watching that one at a time where it was, like I think, middle school, and I was like, oh... oh I was like, this uh, this look yeah. kind of cool. I forget how I got, even got it, but we we put it on with a bunch of friends, and we were laughing. We were just laughing our asses off just because it was so ridiculous. I think there's like you know spoiler alert, but there's a, in the beginning <laughs> part of the movie when he's going to the island to investigate the missing girl, um, he has like a a PTS sort of a PTS dream where he's like seeing the missing girl, and then all of a sudden she gets hit by a truck, and we were all just kind of just taken aback because it's like why. Did that just ever happen? It was just a really, just I mean, the movie itself is just like I think, like you said, the best case. You like Nick Cage has like this sort of thing where everyone just kind of isn't on their a, a-, a- game. Yeah. Gr- greatest part of that movie is when he is in the bee basket and he's just screaming <laughs> bees. Bees. Because there's always one scene where Nicolas Cage is just screaming something. That's mm-hmm. the best scene that wasn't originally in the film. That right. Was a, that was a uh, bonus feature, I think, or a <laughs> cut. What do you What do you call that? Like a deleted scene? Yeah, it's a deleted okay. scene, and they put it on the DVD release, and that's what made the film more culturally, cultural. Oh yeah, because that's like a meme now. Yeah, or was for crazy. A while. But uh, how about you, Key? What's your favorite Nick Cage movie? 
I've only seen like two of them. All oh, right. So it's National Treasure and Ghost Rider. <laughs> oh, oh, Ghost Rider. <laughs> Ghost Rider. Both terrible. Right. I mean, yeah. no, sorry. National Treasure is. You should probably reintroduce Ghost Rider into the Marvel great. universe. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Matchstick Men will do it for me because he's really, really great in that, and he plays along some really good actors as well, and the storyline holds up. And that's a movie where I don't think his acting drags anybody else down. Um. I'm, I'm going to have to go with, uh, I had to look up the name because it's a very long, jumbly name. It's called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I saw that when it came out in theaters, me and my roommate. Um, it's It knows it's silly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, uh, and it's, uh, has everybody seen that movie? I haven't seen it. it. You no. haven't seen it. Keith, you, seen, yeah, you haven't seen it. No. Okay, I won't spoil it. <laughs> I'll try not to. I've heard it's it. very self-aware. <laughs> yeah, and I've heard Pedro is really, really good in it. I heard Pedro Pascal. It's a very meta movie, basically. It's very meta. Nice. Yeah. And it's... Um, Oh, man. Uh, I get one swear on this podcast, I think. Oh, great. Yeah. So the best line in that movie is, um, oh, no. Uh, my roommate actually mocked the best line in that movie. He's like, it, that was fucking stupid. So <laughs> I can almost hear that in his voice. Yeah. Instead of stupid, he says Nick Cage. Oh, I'm, great. I'm Nick Cage, yeah. It was it was great because God, I won't get into the semantics of that film, but I loved it. All right, uh, let's move on to our movie. So, for our movie... We watched Leprechaun 5 in the hood. Yeah, that's right. We already announced that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask us away. What do you... <laughs> All right. So, I don't remember seeing this movie uh, in great detail, but I do remember seeing it, you know, as a young man, probably on Fox in the middle of the day on a Saturday or something like that. Somewhere in around the 2000? Yeah, because that's right Early when outs. it came out in 2000. Yeah. Uh, it was terrible then, just like all the rest of the Leprechaun movies, but, you know, you just grab some popcorn and enjoy yourself. It's terrible, but, like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, it's got iced tea in it, you know? So. Yeah, it's got iced tea in it. Um, I knew I was I was in trouble in this movie within the first two minutes. The Leprechaun quoted MLK. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. wait, 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 what's going on here? Oh I was God. like that one beat with the Punisher. Wait, 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 what's going on here? He's a Leprechaun for the people. Yeah, I guess. Or it's quoted from MLK. I think MLK quoted something else. I don't exactly remember how that worked. Well, you also get, like, a good feel for the movie in the first ten minutes where, like, you know, spoiler alerts, he fights, like, the the ice fights the leprechaun and then like the, he has like a gun at first but the leprechaun like pulls it out of his hand and then ice pulls a, a switchblade out of his afro loses <laughs> that and then proceeds to pull a bat a baseball bat out of his afro as well <laughs> so it's like okay we know I where think we're going one of us asked if it was a parody film or we were talking about it off off hand and uh somebody asked if it was parody and it's hard to say no it's not a parody because of how silly those movies are in this one particular <laughs> I can't believe there's there's five of well that was the fifth one but there's another one after that yeah uh, there's a leprechaun back to the hood yeah that's right <laughs> yeah. so like I've never heard anything about these movies well I mean I have heard of these movies but I don't know anything like I've never seen them I've never I don't think I've even really seen like the occasional like meme clip or like meme of it or whatever <laughs> so like this was the first time I'd watch any of the leprechaun movies and I was like oh wow this is a uh... I mean they don't take themselves seriously it's like it's like it's it's uh you know it's one of those like so bad it's good movies yeah right yeah, yeah definitely like there's so many moments where I was like oh it's like it's like so many like almost like looney tunes or like mo oh, yeah. moments that are like oh okay cool <laughs> they usually take advantage of the use of special effects to try to have some fun with those movies too what was the, your favorite part of the movie? Oh, definitely the Warwick Davis lines that he totally didn't write. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got some of my favorites here. Um, a friend with weed is a friend indeed. Okay. <laughs> a friend with gold is the best, I'm told. Oh, yes. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's a lie. <laughs> I love the word. Um, I'll take it from you, homie. You'll see. 
Because you know that Leprechaun is the real OG. <laughs> <laughs> is, he, is he in the room right now? Is that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got Warwick Davis. Yeah. Uh, Warwick. <laughs> uh, I got two here, but I'll just name one. Um, let's see. Which one should I choose, though? I'll choose this one. Come closer. Come closer to my, my fresh young lass. Let me take a good... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how bad it is. You Let going? me take a look at you before I tap your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Lordy. It's like, what, what is happening in this film? It is, it's, it's a bad, good film. Yeah. Um, and Ice-T, I feel like uh, the last Ice-T movie I saw was uh, Surviving the Game. Do you mm -hmm. guys know what that is? I know is? what you're talking about. You know what I movie I'm talking that. about? I think. No, this, I don't know that The middle one. of the table is pretty confused. It's about <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Um, how do I synopsis this movie? I don't remember it. I just know it. So it's about, so Ice-T is like a homeless dude, kind of a, a no-lifer, and these uh, old white dudes take him and like say, hey, do you want to participate in a hunting game? And he's the one that's getting hunted. Oh, so it's the da most dangerous game. Yeah, it's the most dangerous game. They, they renamed it, though, right. the Surviving the Game, surely to avoid copyright. Of I course. Think, but yeah. Anyway, I, I think that was the last Ice-T movie I saw, but... Warwick Davis, what a, what a legend. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say, him, Warwick Davis, and I think Ice-T are like the best actors in this movie. <laughs> like Whenever they're on screen, I'm having the most fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think everyone else is just like, you know, they're just kind of there. You know that's the fact, too, because you said these are the names yeah. you got. Right? Leprechaun 5, at least, is a straight to, the, straight to DVD or straight to VHS movie. So it definitely explains a lot of like what they did with the movie and how it's just like they just didn't care. Yeah. That's a question that's I'm pretty interested in, interested in though. Like, did it go straight to VHS or was there a DVD version of it when it released? Because 2000 was 2000? right when we started to see stuff like that. Right. Matrix, Men in Black, those were coming out on DVD. What if it went to theaters? Would y'all see that in theaters back in the day? Wait, it went to theaters? No, no. if it did. Well, if, no, it did. if it did. Yeah. Apparently, uh, well, I'd be like six at the time. <laughs> so Because well, apparently the earlier ones were like in theaters, but... I mean, you can tell like later ones they definitely were like straight to straight yeah. to home. <laughs> I, I'm sort of inspired to watch some of them. My roommate, he's seen he, he, like I mentioned, oh, I'm gonna watch Leprechaun Five. He's like, oh, I love those movies. I've seen all of them. I've seen all set of seven of them. Yeah. I'm like, you know how many there are? <laughs> right. And I'm like, yeah, the best one is when he's in space. I'm I like, was what? just gonna say <laughs> the <laughs> best ones are number one, and then the one in space, which is just before Into Hood. <laughs> yes, oh, okay. the one in space is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be crazy. Um, I do have a note here, maybe. Um, well, may maybe keep this in. Um, my roommate mentioned the term black exploitation films, mm -hmm. and um, and I'm like, huh, I believe that would be a thing. But when when was that? I looked up. It's a thing that happened between like mid '70s, late '70s. Yeah, and there was a laundry list of them oh, yes. through that time. And they're fun. The, the the soundtracks for those are great. The lines in those are great. Mm -hmm. I would not qualify this as a black exploitation film because we've got like an Irish personality at the center of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, what do you what, what, what do you guys think? Maybe, maybe not. Um, I don't know. I mean, we did sort of Google some of the yeah. The I was movies. gonna be like, I was like, oh yeah, here's some examples. You know what? I'm not gonna name any examples. Yeah, <laughs> some of them had very you know, just awful names. So it was just yeah. like, yeah, it's just I. I think it's, it's very fifty fifty. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think Casey brings a up a good area. point, but it's like you know, there is an Irish you know personality at the at the center of this movie, so it doesn't make it completely black exploitation or black exploitation. But no, no, no. I think um, the the uh, what is it called? The um, cameo of Coolio. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I don't think he even said anything. I don't. No, he no, didn't, didn't have a line. No, he just like walked in and I'm like, like, is that Coolio? No, it's <laughs> literally what they said. It was like, that's Coolio. And then he's like, yeah. And then <laughs> that was it. He was in a moment that year too, because like he, I think he was on a TV show for a little bit, and he was in some other movies that like that year or a year before or after or whatever. He was definitely having a time. Oh, I almost forgot to mention that. I guess in terms of like my favorite scenes of the movie, I think were just like the very Looney Tune or like you know cartoonish mo- parts of the movie where like it's like spoiler alert again they're uh hiding in the church and they're like telling each other like don't don't make a sound don't make a sound don't make a sound and they're like looking to the left and then the leprechaun's like okay i won't make a sound mm-hmm. and they go ah they all scream and the leprechaun's <laughs> like ah it's very, very yeah very yeah. Uh, cartoony oh and then like also where it's like um later in the church scene where they're like um ice tea shows up to uh harass the the trio and they're like but what about the leprechaun right behind you he's like that's the oldest trick in the book i'm not gonna fall for that and the leprechaun's right there yeah. Of yeah. course. And it happens yeah. again. And it happens again <laughs> with oh, the leprechaun and I Yeah, it happens twice. I'm Good like, huh, oh, they pulled that trick twice. Yeah. I like the element of the the medallion to freeze him and the flute that is supposed to be mm-hmm. somehow powerful. Was, it, like I almost I, am I using this, this term right, a flute guffin? A mcguffin yeah, flute. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a magic flute that paralyzes people and, and somehow he was able to get famous. Yeah. Rich off of that. Ending of the movie is also a bit weird. I think we both talked about that about like how Yeah, how like because we saw the last uh, scene in the film, you see um, Ice-T like, throw a, the necklace up, and it looks like it lands on a leprechaun, but I guess it doesn't, because the leprechaun mind controls um, the main character. Uh, Postmaster P. Postmaster P, that was his name. Postmaster P. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Postmaster and, um, P. Postmaster P ends up being famous, but only hypnotized by the leprechaun. Very strange. Yeah. Yeah. The leprechaun ends up becoming his agent. So. Yeah. So Very, it's just, what a delight. I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> <laughs> there was another thing about Next I was going to talk about is like uh, it almost seems like Nick Cage's character has two love interests because there's some weird spark that happens between him and this like FBI agent that uh, Julianne Moore plays. And then, of course, Jessica Biel, the one that like he has this vision far in advance of is his main love interest. Um my wife and I were watching that movie together, and the only thing she could ever say about Jessica Biel is that she didn't believe anything the woman was saying. And <laughs> I said, again, you know, I think Nicolas Cage is just like an acting vampire. He's just taking the energy out of the scene. But it was uh, interesting that they had to have him explain this, like, two minutes ahead plot twist or plot device to, like, everybody he met. So as an audience, I had to watch that happen over and over again. Every new person he met, he's like, let me give you an example. Let me turn on the TV and I'll predict it. Turn on the TV and predict it, man. I'm just shaking my head right now. <laughs> if there was an audible shake my head other than me describing it. It's yeah, that b- both these films are very interesting indeed, I think. They they both have great kind of weird endings, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh one's more cliché ending, the other one is like it almost doesn't make any sense. Right. But I feel like with Leprechaun's ending, you kind of expect it not to make sense cuz you're you know what you're getting into. Yeah. It's the fifth Leprechaun movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think in that way both of these films kind of have the same energy because if you look at Nick Cage's movies as a franchise, they all have an element of like you're going to roll your eyes and just try to have as much fun as possible. And with Leprechaun movies, you know you're going to have laughs. You know there's going to be cheesy lines and everything like that. So mm-hmm. if you leave your mind at the door for both films, you'll probably enjoy yourself better. I had a whiplash whopping Leprechaun because the movie I watched just before that, The Florida Project. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I went from The Florida Project to Leprechaun 5, and I'm like, well, what a hell of an emotional uh, whiplash. Yes, indeed. Overall, Leprechaun 5. Okay, better than I expected. My bar was almost like in the basement. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I was going to the film like, this is going to be like the worst film I've seen since like The Room or something like Would that. Would you watch it again or recommend that somebody else watch it? Um, <laughs> Sure. <laughs> sure, why not? What, what about you guys with Next? 
Next, I probably will never watch that movie again. Yeah, no, and I might discourage <laughs> others from watching it, but I'll, I'll describe <laughs> it briefly. I think uh, I was going to say with Leprechaun Five, I'd say I'd only recommend to people who love you know mm-hmm. trashy kind of movies. And then, if I'm being completely honest, I'm not sure if I'll remember it after this podcast. Sure. So <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, all right, you want to take us out? All right, that's been the ep- the first episode of the Cinema Obscure podcast. Uh, thank you, Casey and Keyshawn, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. On the next episode, you guys are going to have two new guests and a whole set of five films that you'll be choosing from for each group, right? Absolutely. That's right. Th- thank you guys for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>